You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show. Visit www.indiegamepod.com for more podcasts. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Austin Game Developers Conference. I'm at the Austin Game Developers Conference, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Andrew Pollock. I work with a company called iBeta Quality Assurance out in Denver, Colorado. We do third-party QA for all kinds of development companies. So if someone is an indie game developer... Um, should they even go to you? Do they need to be a big studio? I mean, how does that work? And um, how would an indie know if they can even afford your service? Well, uh, actually, we service a lot of different publishers and a lot of different developers of all sizes. Um, in a lot of cases, we do work with indie developers, and the whole point of what we can provide for them is that often an indie developer cannot afford an internal staff, and they definitely cannot afford an internal QA staff. So, as far as affording us, well, there's sort of a ratio there. Can they afford not to do QA? Probably not, uh, because no one will receive the game well. Um, but what they do, they can get us and get one person, and that person can work for them for a day. And then once that particular cycle is done, then we can send the defects to them throughout the day. And then, then without our involvement, they'll go through the process of fixing their bugs and their defects. Then they'll send it back to us again, and we'll do a regression period. And that way, they don't have to actually maintain a staff of QA people. They don't have to train QA people. We're specialists. That's what we do. That's all we do. And so oftentimes, it's the, the actually the least expensive solution because they can get one or two testers bring them in for a day or two, and then be done with them. They don't have to lay off their staff. There's no heartache there. And essentially, what we're doing is we're letting the indie developer stay as a developer, and we can manage their whole QA aspect, whether it's just a small pass or if it's a like a localization pass or trying to get into a different, uh, you know, an international space or something like that. We can provide them with actual specialists that that's all they do. And can you talk about what platforms you develop? for and you know you were mentioning some of the specific QA options that you offer um, can you talk more about the different types of QA that or QA that people would want um, you know internationalization localization that's something that you know I didn't think of it'd be nice to know what's what's out there sure absolutely um, we work with all the major platforms uh, in the console side so we PS3 360 um, PSP DS we still do GBA stuff uh, we still do, well, we don't really do a whole lot of GameCube anymore, but uh, essentially we work on all the platforms on that are made by the console manufacturers. We also do PC games, which are oftentimes the easiest entry for an indie developer. So what we can provide is, an, is the actual hardware. A lot of indie developers cannot afford the test kits and the dev kits that uh, the manufacturers require you to use to debug their games. So we have experience with Xbox Live Arcade. We have experience with the PSN. And so we actually have our chops down to where we know what it takes immediately what it takes to pass certification. So if a, if there's an indie developer that wants to have their, their title on WiiWare, they're going to have to pass a certification through Nintendo.
window. Well, we have a lot of experience with those documents, with those methods, and we have relationships with those hardware manufacturers that most indie developers will not have an opportunity. So, in a, in a sense, you have what in, in other business areas you call buying power sure. because you have a company that has a relationship already. And for an indie developer, I, I think it's essential to have someone on your side uh, that's able to harbor that relationship. Um, you know, you talked about PC. What about web? Um, do you guys do web ta- like web games, MMO games? Um, that's kind of a new area for some indies. So. Sure. Um, and actually, oftentimes that's that's when we think of an indie developer. A lot of times, it falls under the category of those browser-type games, flash games. And we work with a lot of different uh, portal companies that that provide a space for people to to launch their game. Well, all those sites need QA. We, um, you know, it's not just that we would test the web, but we test the functionality of the game within that website. Um, they, on the same note, we can actually test the website if that if it's with people are looking for load, stress, performance, that type of thing. Most indie developers aren't concerned with that. They want to get their game to be good enough for people to play it. And, you know, that's why we offer such a different range of services. We do a lot of black box, fun- excuse me, black box functional testing where we're just acting like the end user. But when it comes to web and comes to something that's delivered over the internet like that, they, you know, oftentimes we'll get into gray box testing, which allows us to manipulate a little bit of the code through a debug menu or something to that effect to where we can actually um, you know, view the game from the inside rather than just simply as the end user. Um, do you have any examples of indie game developers that have greatly benefited from this service or something? doesn't have to be specific names, but just showing how valuable this service is because... You know, as an indie, I would think that maybe I'd try to go to my users to do the QA testing instead of um, trying to go to another service. So. Okay. Well, the benefit of using somebody like us rather than the users is that most users can find bugs, but they can't report them very well. And one of the key elements to a good QA company is to be able to give reproducible results in a form that people understand. So in cases where we've run public beta tests and we do use the public for the majority of our defect finding, uh, we basically go through all of their results, make sure that they're actually even bugs, because a bug that's reported but isn't a bug wastes just as much time as a bug that's a real bug that they need to fix, and that's just lost time. So we provide a much more focused approach to where it's a much more efficient use of your time when it comes time to actually uh, fix your bugs and your defects. So you're getting usable results. You're getting um, you're getting a service that again like would be very difficult to train these people if you didn't have hands-on time with them we give a lot of young people an opportunity to work on games that they might not other have otherwise have an opportunity to work on and we give them skills and we teach them along the way how to actually integrate into a QA team that's not a third-party QA team a lot of our guys start in QA which is a great entry opportunity for a lot of developers development ideas, and they get their foot in the door in QA, they see what a development team actually works like, they make some contacts in the field, and we are happy when they go somewhere to be successful because it offers hope to our testers that there's a career in this, and then it makes us look really good because our people are qualified engineers. So, you know, for me, I think that that our biggest push as a game testing division or a game testing company is that we love games. And we 
want them to be the best that they can. We share the same pains that the average consumer feels when a game is not 100% ready. And we don't want that. We want good quality games. It makes us look good. It makes the indie developer look good. And then it makes better games. And it makes us enjoy the games more. I mean, essentially what we're all in it for is to keep pushing our industry into better, more enjoyable places. Things that people will just enjoy more. And when you talk about finding bugs, what about game design? I mean, what about game design flaws and um, UI flaws? Are those considered bugs under your QA testing? Is that the kind of stuff you find, or is it mainly the stuff that'll actually crash? You know the system. Right. Well, a lot of times our bugs that when I refer to bugs, there is an element of the UI being that that's usability, and that's more of a psychological approach to how who's going to look where and who's going to click on certain things. What I've been speaking to is more the functional aspect to make sure that the game functions the way that it's supposed to. Not necessarily crashes or not necessarily blockers, but does the game perform as intended? And as a developer myself in my spare time, I mean, I understand that 90% of things could work as intended, and then one just error with a negative symbol could cause certain things to just go the wrong direction. And for a developer, they could they could find they could see that, but they may not have time to to write that out and figure out how to reproduce it every time. And then not only that, they may not note it officially somewhere in a database and, and make it official where they have to go back and fix it. They may forget. And it's it really it it, adds, it just adds like a level when you're you feel like you're on a team and you actually have have to sort of put some of those things on paper and realize that you actually have to fix them. And, you know, it's, it's a, it can be very overwhelming for a developer, especially an indie developer, to then have to play his game and figure out all these bugs, especially when they've already determined a certain playthrough method. Our guys don't stick to any linear path when it comes to the game testing, especially in the ad hoc testing that we do, which means they have free reign over the world and they try to break stuff. But at the same time, sometimes developers really just want to work on one particular area and we can get and we can get our guys just looking at that or you know we also cultivate relationships with these people and so our idea is that a, a quality indie developer now getting a fair shake from us is going to come back to us again and again and then if they're successful that's going to be a benefit to both of us so our, we actually offer some of the most competitive rates in the industry because we're competing with people that are now offshoring people that are in different countries, currencies that are that are weaker even than the dollar, and so um, you know it's it's really important to to be able to offer the up and comers an opportunity to actually have good quality, and so it's a very strong effort on our, on our part of our company to keep those rates extremely low. It's not a very profitable industry to be in in the short term, but in the long term, it really benefits everybody as you build your client base. And so we've got guys that test, uh, personally I've tested 35 games in two years and you cannot get that experience as a single QA team in-house somewhere. So we've seen it all. I mean, we really have. We've And at the same time, we know all, like I said, all the certification properties that, that are required to get certified by console manufacturers. So we've done all the lot checks and the TRCs and the TCRs that are required in order to understand it and to actually then push that to the developers. So when they're doing stuff with, say, wireless, they have to build in certain elements when they're building it. We offer that consultation.
consultation, not as consultants, but actually as testers with a little bit of knowledge. And since we try to build a relationship, we're actually communicating regularly and trying to feel like we're part of a team rather than an, an outsourced or an offshore type situation. I've begun calling it more and more distributed development because I think essentially what we are is like a distributed part of a distributed team where we're specialists in an area that you may not be able to do on your own. So you go outside to do that. You don't, you know, not everybody does their own audio post-production. That's not their specialty. So they distribute that development. Well, that's the same thing that we're starting to become is we're specialists in our field. And so it's more efficient. It just makes better use of the time. And then it really makes better use of the developer's time who may not be really accustomed to those processes. Um, what are the top three issues that you've seen developers make in terms of QA mistakes? Um, or, you know, just bugs that you've just commonly seen in most games? Well, uh, again, speaking to, like, the certification side of things, um, a lot of the different, every different console manufacturer has different standards and different terminology. And oftentimes, especially with, say, Japanese developer porting everything into uh, for the American culture, they will not necessarily have the right button colors, the right uh, terminology, the right symbolism that's required. Nintendo is very picky about the symbols that you use on your screen and when they appear and how many times they appear. So we, we see a lot of errors where people don't necessarily understand the correct terminology. And then one of the biggest mistakes too is the thinking that QA is a process that happens at the very end. Um, we, we encourage all developers to include QA in the earliest stages possible so that it's not just um, it's not just something that happens at the end but it's something that is is built into how you develop your product and so it really if you wait till the end it's going to continue like a snowball where you'll find one thing and it'll lead to the next to the next if you bring us in early and not necessarily constantly but early and regularly we're able to prevent a lot of mistakes that would then hold up the development cycle and basically miss deadlines and if you're trying to get on WiiWare, or Xbox Live Arcade, or PSN, um, you need to submit. And if your dates, if you're not hitting your dates, it looks worse and worse and worse. And these manufacturers don't, the, they don't want to necessarily work with you again. So we're trying to prevent those situations. Okay. And where can indie game developers find out more information about your service? Sure. Well, like I would suggest for just about any developer, uh, you know, we're members of the IGDA. Um, obviously, we're here at GDC. But um, if they wanted to find us specifically, they can come to ibeta.com and uh, just look us up, and we'll talk to anybody. Um, no, there's no job too small. Okay, so ibeta, I as an indie, or I mean, actually, I just want to make sure it's ibeta I instead. Independent. The I stands for independent because we're an independent test lab. So I B E T A dot com. We're out in Denver, Colorado, and we encourage anybody to look us up. Thank you very much.